0: And welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy. So today I had something else in mind, but after listening to Gary Vaynerchuk's episode today, the one that uh, starts off hashtag fire for those of you who are looking it up, it was just incredible. And it kind of changed the direction I wanted to go into. He talked about something in his talk, which was very long and very good, all of it. And I would recommend you please go listen to it. Um, But one of the things he talked about that I thought was so important was practicality. And that was something that I think was a real important part of our success initially. And it's an important part of all kind of success for entrepreneurs is that focus on practicality and the concept of bootstrapping. So for those of you who don't know, in the startup community, there's this concept called bootstrapping, which kind of literally comes you know, from the idea that you know, you'll pull yourself up by your bootstraps. And uh, it's about saying, how can we kind of really come up with ways to do good things on the cheap? How can we come up with marketing techniques and, and all these other factors that can get attention in a cheap way? Uh, so he talked a lot in his in his uh, whole speech about how practicality is a, is all about figuring out what works and just doing that, you know, not caring about you know what things look like or how things appear, but focusing mostly on you know actually doing something that works. So for us, that's actually been an important part of our overall success, in that we have tried to really bootstrap out of necessity. Um, I started when I was in college at the Muddy Global LLC, and that was all about you know, something that was doing a bigger, better thing with relatively slim profit margins. So that was, that absolutely required bootstrapping. And we were able to get a little bit of seed funding from our competition, but that was kind of a little bit later in the process. For the Murdy Creative Company, it was the same story. I was waiting tables at the country club and I'd been, you know, working on, you know, developing this on the side. And it was just, it was, it had to be cheap because that's all the money I had. So I started with that and I started very simply. And actually that was something I'd talked about a little bit with my with the dean of the business school back when I worked for with him. There was a a big issue that had come up um, when I was when I was working for him, and that is Wisconsin was rated for the second year in a row as the worst state out of the fifty for startups. And that kind of surprised me, considering the fact that there's a pretty rich startup community right now in Milwaukee with Generator and a couple other uh, universities really working on investing heavily into it. And a lot of good startups have, have kind of come out of that. So for me, that was very surprising. But actually, after a little deeper dive into kind of some of the study and talking with some other peers, I think it began to become a little more clear what the issue really was. And I think the foundation of it is that Midwestern culture is incredibly frugal by nature. Now, that can be good for long-term success in startups, but for some situations, that can also be a little detrimental. For example, like we talked about early on the in, in uh, podcast episode uh, two, I believe it was, when you talk about pricing, a lot of Midwestern startups price themselves very, very, very low in the market. They they pick really slim margins. A lot of times, they don't raise a lot of capital from private investors just because that's not part of the culture. And actually, that was became really clearly apparent when I was part of something called Destination Innovation. It was a, a, a grant that was kind of created by Kohl's and Southwest, where a group of us, 10 of us, went and flew out to California to go visit the Kohl's Research and Development Facility, which was really cool. And we got to tour the facility with the VP of Development, and we got to see all of the the cool, neat uh, technologies that they've been developing and working on improving their their process and their stores, and a lot of it's very advanced stuff, and we were very impressed by it. But we, um, we got to spend a little time in that startup community when we were out there in the Silicon Valley. And one of the things that became very apparent to us as we kind of talked about it in our groups was that the idea of money out West was so vastly different than the way we thought of it here in Milwaukee. Out West, the idea that you would do a, a startup funding round and, and make you know, bring in four to $10 million was kind of par for the course. That was expected. And for us, the idea that a startup would be able to raise $10 million was just absurd. It was just out of the question. I mean, if we raised $100,000 from friends and family, that was obscene. So, you know, there was this idea that the money was just totally different. And so a lot of, we, when we came back, we kind of continued to, to talk more about this and how can we improve this and really work on developing our startups to to look at a bigger picture. But what we found was this. A lot of the startups in the Milwaukee area particularly, but in the Midwest in general, that focus on that practicality really are the ones that have better long-term success because by the time they actually get around to being big enough, a lot of times they have the marketing down cold. They have a perfect plan. They have a very, very specific product. They've really, really found their niche because that's important to the success in a practical world. So for us, when I started the company and I started with the little money that I had from waiting tables and such, it was all about finding something that I could launch. And that's why when I launched, it was one product. It was the Slim Cut in Espresso. That was it. And an important part of that was because I knew that that one would sell. I had pretty good evidence from the focus group stuff and from some of the people that I kind of interviewed that that was going to be a pretty good seller. And so I launched it. And I think that it was... The market told me whether it would work or not. That's that's an important thing to remember. The market is brutally honest most of the time, so if you've got a good product, you'll probably sell it well. And if you've got a bad product, you won't. It's pretty clear usually. A lot of my students and I have this discussion um, when we talk about this because a lot of them are trying to kind of create the perfect product right off the bat, right out of the gate. They want to create, you know, the iPad. You know, in 1987, they want to create the best and brightest thing right away. And they spend so much time and money in research and development, just kind of constantly working on reiterating and reiterating and reiterating that they never actually get to market because they run out of money in the development phase before they actually can ever make anything. And that's a big issue. And I think that that's something that, as a creator, I can understand the desire to make sure that it's perfect before it leaves your door. But I think there's also something to balance within that is it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be done. There's always more development to be had. Unless you're selling mousetraps, and even then, there's not a lot of real improvement you can make in that area. But in everything else, there's tons and tons of opportunity to just continue to improve. So if you sit there and say, I'm not going to launch this product until it's perfect, that's not a practical way of doing anything. It's but You're better off saying, I'm going to specifically start with a product I know is going to sell well that maybe not be perfect, and I'm going to add more value over time. I'm going to improve it, I'm going to iterate it, and I'm going to upgrade it. I think some startups are coming around to that idea because the world of apps is kind of more prevalent now, and you can literally see apps improve over time. That's something that we can absolutely watch. And so I think a lot of innovators are starting to realize that that's perfectly acceptable and frankly an important key to success. So that's something that I think we ardently preach, is that go to the market with the minimal viable product, the least Um, the least expensive, best option. And you got to balance those two, of course, but trying to find that and then make sure that that is perfect as you continue to refine it. The other factor that comes into play in all of this is once you really have that product down, spend the money on the marketing. Spend the money and just spend $20 on everything and see how it works. You know, that may not be enough, but that's a good starting point if you're running on a shoestring budget is saying, okay, I'm just going to run it on the marketing. And when you find something that works, dump gasoline on that fire. Run that ad like crazy. Because at some level, that little trickle of revenue that may come in from that, that is the key to long-term, long-term success. Being able to prove cash flow is so vital when you actually need to go to real investors And come up with answers and say, look, this is how much this could make if we actually had the money to go bigger and better with this. Another aspect of practicality is find out what works for you. Not everything works for everybody. Not even the most standard things sometimes work for everybody. If you're the kind of person who needs to have their accounting books in a Google spreadsheet that you put together, fine. As long as you can make sure that it follows the rules that you need to follow to to be able to be legal and everything, that's, that's perfect. That's all you need. Find what works for you, and it's likely not going to be the same thing that works for everybody else, and then use that to its fullest. Develop it with yourself. And admit sometimes when you get to a point of growth that it might be time to change. It might be time to say, you know what, we need to adopt maybe a little more of of an intentionally designed system for us. So that's something I would recommend to all of my entrepreneurs out there who are looking to start. Start small, find that minimal viable product, spend as little money as you can to start making money, get that cash flow, get that cash flow going a little bit, start to develop that cash flow and spend a little more money on it. And then once you have that rolling, work really hard to take care of your customers. We talked yesterday about how customer service is so important and we talked a little bit about the mantra here at the Murdy Creative Company. That's something that I think is, is an easy way to really create good practical value for your clients and customers and it's a great way to build a practical community for free and it's so, so vital to long-term success. Also, don't feel afraid to use all of the amazing social media platforms out there. It never before has it been this easy to get so many people's attention so cheaply and so easily. So go out there, make good content, develop a community, do it in a cheap, practical way, and then once it starts to grow, fuel that thing. Pour gasoline on that fire and get it rolling and roaring. And then once you've got that, now you're going. Now you're going and then you can find other investors. Look for people who you can trust because that's a key too. All right, for those of you who haven't checked out already, please check out our website. And uh, see all of our new cuts and our leather designs. We're so proud of them. If you want to hear more about the product development and launch cycle, go back two episodes when we talk about the product launch. Um, If you're looking for any sort of personalization, customization, laser engraving, feel free to reach out to us. We're happy to work with you on developing anything you need. Feel free to reach out to us via Instagram at murdycreative.co On Facebook, same place. Or you can check us out on our website, like I said, at murdycreative.co. I'm your host, Colin Murdy. Feel free to tune in tomorrow. And uh, thank you so much. Have a great day.